do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode three of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we want to welcome you to episode three. But before we get started, I thought I would just go ahead and give a little shout out to our friends at Rebel Watch. They uh, (laughs) oh so kindly challenged us. One of their last episodes. Um, So we're going to be doing that. But, you know, if you like Star Wars... Definitely go and give them a listen because they're just two really cool guys. <laughs> all right. They're all right. They're cool no, they're, they're, pretty, they're amazing. They're amazing. So we are ready to dive into chapters two and three from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So make sure that you have read chapters two and chapters three before we begin because there's going to be spoilers. And let's go to Megan for um, our social media question from the previous episode and some Potter news. So Megan, go ahead. Hey guys, let's um, go back to the end of episode two where we posed you the question, what do you think was in Petunia's letter from Dumbledore? And we got a couple really good responses, but one that stuck out to me was from our listener Lydia on Facebook. Um, She wrote, and this is kind of long, but I need to read the whole thing because it's really good. Um, I've never been a fan of Dumbledore. I felt his story arc was deceptive. Someone like Snape, who was written to be deceptive in his nature, could be, in a weird way, an honest character, and that we know he is probably a monster from the beginning. But Dumbledore acted as an ally to Harry for five books before finally being revealed as almost nothing more than the role of a puppet master in the defeat of Lord Voldemort. Before listening to episode two, I never knew that Sirius asked to take Harry, and it only furthers my dislike of Dumbledore to know that now. Point being, I don't believe that Dumbledore had Harry's best interest in mind when he left them at the Dursleys. 
Um, and therefore, I don't think the letter had anything to do with giving Harry a good quality of life. I believe Dumbledore chose the Dursleys to hide Harry from the Wizarding World, not because they were his family. Sirius was his godfather, literally a title bestowed to the person that's supposed to inherit your kid in the event of your death, or because they were muggles, but because they were the Dursleys. J.K.R. spends so much time in the first chapter defining the Dursley way of life for a reason, worshiping normality, fearing scandal. I think Dumbledore knew how they would treat him, and I think he didn't care. So long as Harry was vehemently, is that how you say that word? Mm -hmm. Vehemently. Vehemently. Hidden from his destiny until age 11. Perhaps Dumbledore even knew to address Harry's acceptance letter to Cupboard Under the Stairs because he asked Petunia to keep Harry there. According to my own speculation, the letter probably explained Harry's parents' death with instructions to lie about the car crash and a threat of the scandal that could ensue if they allowed the world to know about Harry's true origins or tried to give him up. That would probably be enough to make them hate Harry and mistreat him for 11 years. They even begin to treat him slightly better after he starts attending Hogwarts. He gets his own room, some freedom. This could be because they didn't bear as much of the burden of Harry's secrecy once his destiny was set in motion by his first year at Hogwarts, something they could have known to expect from the letter. Although in the end, they still hated him for being a live-in reminder of Lily's gift, her death, and Petunia's boring muggle status in the face of the greatest young hero in wizarding history. That's loaded. Yeah, that was a lot it's to very take in. I like, I don't know if I like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't like the idea of Dumbledore, like, not caring about Harry. And I yeah. think that it's a good theory, but we have to think about, you know, the Lily's love charm yeah. or spell. I'm, I'm sure that the letter talked about how she died and what that protection meant. But. Also, at the same point, I do agree with the fact that Dumbledore did kind of come out as just a puppet master. But but I, he was a so when he was when you're talking about for the greater good, I think right. that he still had part of that in mind. But if you if you have to think about it, maybe he thought knowing the Potters and knowing what James and Lily were about and knowing what. Um, like that they wanted Voldemort gone. Maybe he kind of irresponsibly ran with that and thought that, you know, raising this pig for slaughter or whatever, um, that Harry would accept that. And, and truthfully, I mean, in the end, Harry did accept that responsibility. Right. But you also have to think like Dumbledore thought that he took that guess and, you know, how his guesses are usually correct that Harry would be able to come back and he would sacrifice himself. So I don't know. There's a lot going on in there, but um, I do think that Dumbledore cared for Harry. I don't necessarily think he, he may have said, keep him in the cupboard for to, to be safe. I don't know, but I don't think he necessarily told them how to treat him, but I don't think he counted on him being so very much abused. Well, here's my question. Don't they say in the books that, the, he has to be with family. That's to. the only one that's left with Lily's blood, and that's what's protecting him. Yeah, I don't. So I, like, I, and besides the fact that Sirius was in jail, how many days later? Yeah. So like, even if he got Harry, he probably still would have done something no. reckless because yeah. that's just his personality. Yeah, I mean, so Sir- then he'd still be left without anybody. But then you have to post. This is such a debatable topic, and we could spend all day on this. But I think a lot of people also speculate that um, had Sirius 
had the chance to take Harry, um, none of that Peter, Peter Pettigrew stuff would have happened because That's he, a really fair point. Yeah, he cared so much for Harry. He wouldn't have. He would have taken responsibility. I, I mean, he was I, I, really that's mad at Peter. Speculation, though. Yeah. I mean, I obviously. Imagine. Yeah. I would. And I, I don't know. What, what if one I of you guys was my secret keeper and you ratted on me? I'd be pretty pissed. Well, I would never. Don't ever make me you. your secret keeper. So. <laughs> Going, but going, none of you are like Wormtail, so it's okay. Going to Dumbledore, caring or not caring. I mean, at that point when Harry is so small, he might not have cared. But then growing to know Harry through school and like having to teach him all these things about Horcruxes and spend all the time with him, yeah, he certainly did care later. But maybe in the point. beginning, not that he didn't care, but you know, I don't know this kid really, and I know his destiny, and he's supposed to do this, so he just has to. So yeah. there might not have been feelings involved then. Yeah, until later on, and that kind of made things complicated even in order to the phoenix mm-hmm. when he distances himself and thinks that's going to help him and you think dumbledore has to like grow out of his feelings for um you know what he concocted with grindelwald you know mm-hmm. he noticed that he couldn't handle that power so i think that's just not something that can go away overnight he's thinking for the greater good right and i think he keeps that the whole time so you know but thank you for that was yeah. so in depth that and awesome. awesome. That was yeah. Thank you for responding to us. Yeah, and we had a lot of. Um, I, I had a lot of thoughts about that that I should have written down, but I didn't. But well, um, I love Lydia it. Did it for us. Yes, way to go. So, on to our segment, which we're going to call the Daily Prophet. Let's talk about some news that we discovered. Um, the weekly Daily Prophet. The weekly <laughs> Daily Prophet. So. I don't know if any of our listeners are fans of Universal Orlando, but me and Katie are super fans of Universal Orlando, so I follow it like super closely. Um, but Dragon Challenge, which is in Hogsmeade right now, is closing to make way for a brand new Harry Potter ride. And I cannot even tell you guys how excited I am about this. <laughs> because while I love Dragon Challenge, and I know that there's a history with Dragon Challenge, it's been at the park since even before Harry Potter opened. It was the Dueling Dragons, because it was like a mystical fantasy area back there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just rethemed it to be Harry Potter. It is... It makes me sick a little bit to ride it. So, like, I can only ride it once when we go. Same. If that, so. Is it, like, upside down spinning kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. I would not be able to ride that. Yeah. not going on it either. So. I'll, I'll sit with you. You know what? Yeah. We're, I'm going to ride it again before it closes at least one time. For nostalgia. Right. And the queue is amazing. And I really hope that they do something really awesome with that stuff because it's Triwizard themed and they have, like, a replica of what the tent, the, the, um champion's tent was like nice. with the goblet of fire and the triwizard cup Did they have they, the champions there i Ooh, wish wouldn't that no. be great <laughs> victor crumb is very attractive he is they and they also have, have the you golden seen egg lately? lately no he oh. is super attractive yes um so anyway on universal's blog they posted that a new ride is coming. It's going to be a new generation of thrill ride is what they call it in mm. 2019. And they said they can't tell us everything about the new ride yet, but it will take us deeper into J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. Where <laughs> Sarah decided to bring up a picture of Victor <laughs> Crumb recently. I'm and let me it. tell you, oh, mm. <laughs> he's pretty cute. Go look him up. Um, Tiffany did not think so. No. Um. Give me Marty O'Malley every day, guys. 
You can have them. So we'll encounter some of our favorite characters and creatures. It'll be unlike anything that they have ever done before, and it will be fun for the entire family. Oh, okay, cool. So no it's a new attraction that yeah. will be one of the most highly themed coaster experiences they've created, what? and will combine a new level of storytelling with an action-packed adventure and a few surprises along the way. And this is what I'll tell you because I've been following this closely for a while because there has been rumors of Dragon Challenge closing for a couple months now, Mm -hmm. even close to almost a year. And there have been a lot of articles posted about what this could be. So it is absolutely not going to be the same track as Dragon Challenge. That is all going away. And there has been a lot of speculation that it's going to involve the Forbidden Forest. So if a huge Aragog jumps out at me, I'm going to (laughs) die. We'll see. He's going to need to wear like depends. (laughs) Part of me thinks that it might not be like Aragog because, yeah, he's in the Forbidden Journey ride, which is in the castle. Um, Oh, okay. So people are thinking Hmm. that it's going to be an augmented reality experience, a virtual reality experience. And a mixed reality experience. So basically, it's a combination of everything. You'll probably have 3D glasses on. It'll <laughs> it'll probably be maybe part screen, part reality, which kind of makes me think of Forbidden Journey. What does any of that mean? So, we need some definitions. Because <laughs> Wait, what I'm was sorry. the first thing you said? Augmented, Augmented. reality is like... It's, is that like you feel like you're moving? Yes. Um, okay. Are we talking about like... Terminator kind of motion, <laughs> like like motion sent, like motion. Isn't that what they did with the Bugs Life in Disney? Or is that not a thing? That's anymore? a 4D movie. Sarah, like, get it right. Seat. I'm just kidding. right. So it's that's like a movie where you're sitting stationary, but it's going to be like a ride. It's going to be a like ride, a track. Yes, but if it was a ride, it would be like the Bugs Life movie. I guess, on a ride. kind of because you're like, yeah, you're feeling it. <laughs> You know, like you're completely immersed in whatever they're taking hmm. you into. So it's it's family friendly. Okay. Yes. So, so there can't be too much of a height requirement. So I'm okay at <laughs> yeah. five foot tall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so, I, it, but they can't have like too much going on as far as flips and dips and exactly. things. So if anybody wants to maybe get an idea, because people have done it a ton of research on this obviously and they've looked up the patents that universal has filed in the past to try and figure out (laughs) no we have to know everything tiffany so um there's some pretty cool patents if you guys want to go to the leaky cauldron website you can look it up it's pretty easy to find but they have like their little drawings and stuff that they've submitted to get these patents together of like what the ride vehicle may look like there's also been talk that it could be something with the flu network because of how the the ride was designed, it kind of looks like it might spin a little bit, but then like have people on both sides. I'm not really sure how. What if I say diagonally <laughs> and wind up in, in nocturne alley? Is that an option? <laughs> I'm down. So if anybody has ridden the Escape from Gringotts ride, that's also kind of like an augmented reality ride where you've got the glasses, there's I like real wait. things around you and there's screens that are 3D, which like things are coming out at you and it's amazing. It is like the coolest ride I've ever ridden on. Do we get to ride that at MuggleNet Live? Yes, but we haven't announced Spoiler, Tiffany. Spoiler. So we'll discuss that. We put it on social media. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. I know. It's so not a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> so um, if anybody wants to see some ideas that people have come up with in terms of what this will look like, apparently there's a ride for, that the people who are making this ride have done. So it's like a, it's a company. Um, let me see if I can find their name in this article. 
uh, you can also put it on our Facebook page. So yeah, we should put. Yeah, I'll post. There. I'll post this article. But there's a there's a ride vehicle that came out. I think it's Germany. Uh, yes, Germany, and it's themed to Arthur and the Invisibles. And then there's also one in Dubai, which is themed to How to Train Your Dragon. That's cool. Where it's a ride system that allows for a height limit of only 39 inches, which is like super short. So definitely family friendly. It fits that. Um, and it is like a roller coaster track, but the seats actually like turn to the sides. I'm like using hand motions like you guys can see me, but the, <laughs> the seats like turn to the sides to show you scenes and stuff like that. It's 4D and it integrates lighting and audio. And apparently Disney was looking into a similar ride system for Moana. Um, but instead the Moana ride got shelved for the new Tron ride that's coming, but that's like a whole nother conversation that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. So, um, (laughs) anyway, it's really neat. And if anybody wants to learn more about it, I'll definitely post this article on our Facebook page. Um, so yeah, that's coming in 2019, which is super exciting. So we're planning a trip, correct? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... Next piece of daily profit news, which I know that we announced on social media, we but call it the weekly profit. I think I like that. Oh, the weekly profit. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, okay. see ideas, guys. We are Super learning as we go. Learned. So Swish and Flick is coming to MuggleNet Live. Hooray! Um, this is super exciting. <laughs> we cannot wait. Obviously, we're going to be there all could. weekend. No, you couldn't. Sarah, what? you're uninvited. No, we don't need our Ravenclaw. Right. We're going to raffle off our ticket. <laughs> I paid for the hotel, so good luck getting in. <laughs> we are going to be there all weekend, and we plan to be passing out as much Swish and Flick swag as we can get we'll our be, name out there. We'll be in as Swish we can and Flick to get our swag name out there. as well. Yeah, we will. So is, um, let us know if anybody is coming. You can contact us on social media. We would love to say hi to you. And thankfully, we will all get to experience Dragon Challenge, some for the first time, a.k.a. Tiffany, and some for the last of many times, which is me and Kate. So while we're visiting Labor Day weekend, um, because Dragon Challenge closes September 4th, which is super sad, but also really exciting. It's like right after we're there. I know. It's crazy. So lastly, of our weekly profit, we're hosting a contest right now. It's not really a contest. I've kind of turned it just into like a free for all (laughs) (laughs) because we love everybody because we love our listeners. So if anybody goes and reviews us on iTunes, um, post your review on our social media, just like do a screenshot of it or just tell us that you posted on on iTunes on our Facebook page, which I will pin to the top of our page after we put this episode up. Um, Tell us that you reviewed us and then. You'll be eligible up until September 1st to receive a free Swish and Flick button as a thank you. Yep. And make sure you tell us so yeah, tell you don't want to miss I anyone. Yeah, send it to you. Um, and let's actually start the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long way to get there. I, I mean, there's a lot out there in the Potter universe. That's true. So we've got to cover it all. That's why we're here. So last time we had just started our adventure with the first chapter of Sorcerer's Stone. So we met the Dursleys, Professor McGonagall, Dumbledore, Hagrid, of course, little baby Harry. Uh, we went in-depth with each character. We, d- we discussed some taboo words, a little bit of Horcrux talk, Harry's scar, which has no significance. <laughs> um, and we talked a little bit about where Harry was between his parents' death and the following night, plus a bunch of other stuff because there was so much more to talk about in Chapter 1. Who knew? But now we are on to Chapter 2. 
Which there's like even more to talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit tight, guys. <laughs> I hope you have a lot of time on your hands. Because we're doing two and three right now, so. That's true. Are we ready? We're ready. ready. Okay, so chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. So we fast forward 10 years. The house seems the same, except for the pictures of Dudley growing up. You would never know by the looks of it that there is another young boy living there. Harry's woken up by his Aunt Petunia and told to watch the bacon. (laughs) He leaves his room, which is really just a cupboard under the stairs. And in the kitchen, while he's finishing cooking the breakfast, he sees the table is full of large presents for Dudley's birthday. While eating breakfast, the phone rings and their neighbor, Mrs. Figgs, calls and tells them that she can't watch Harry because she broke her leg. The only other option for the Dursleys is to take Harry with them, which they do reluctantly. Dudley is furious and starts to throw a fit until his friend Piers... Is that how you say that, Piers? I've always said it. I say Piers. I say Piers, yeah. Um, He arrives. At the zoo, Vernon wards Harry against any funny business. Harry describes the day as one of his best days. He got an ice lolly and an ice cream (laughs) later on. And while... In the reptile part of the zoo, they're looking at a snake in his enclosure. Harry sees it wink to him, and they start to talk. Seeing this, Dudley and Piers... Pierce. Show, what? Piers. I think Pierce. it's, I think it's I Pyers. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> shut up. What do they, how do they say it on the, uh, the e-books? Piers. Piers. Yeah. I win. Okay. <laughs> so seeing this, Dudley and Piers shove Harry out of the way. All of a sudden, the glass is gone, and Dudley and his friend are inside the enclosure, and the snake is leaving. But before he does, he takes... He tap. Whoa! What does that say? You wrote takes. I believe you wanted to say talks. But he, no, I believe I want to say thanks. Oh, <laughs> hashtag typos. But before he does, he thanks Harry. Not knowing what happened, he tried to explain it later to his uncle, who was having none of it, and his punishment was to be locked in his cupboard. Womp womp. Okay. Although, really, isn't he always locked in his cupboard? Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Any, I I don't know. That's for another day. Okay. Um, so diving a little bit deeper, so we're opening up with the Dursley household. It's 10 years later, and there's no change, like none at all, except for, you know, the large pink beach ball with a hat, <laughs> as Dudley is so <laughs> profoundly described. But um, I wanted to tie that into the Dursleys' um, lack of change. I just thought that that was a direct connection that um, Joe made to like the physical representation that they had either an inability or just a straight refusal to change and be open to new things. They refused to accept Harry as their own. Um, and, you know, he just got the shaft and I feel really bad for him. And uh, I feel bad that Harry is woken up <laughs> so abruptly and just forced to do work. It's just sad, even though bacon is great. Did yeah, he even definitely. get a piece of that? Probably not. I wonder. He He's did because... He's probably allowed to drink the... Uh, <laughs> the grease. <laughs> he did, though, because he had to wolf it down quickly because he thought Dudley was going to overturn the table when yeah. he got mad about not having enough presents. That's presence. true. So he yes. did get bacon. Okay, okay. 36 counted them myself. <laughs> 36, but last year, last year, I got 37. <laughs> oh, wow. We're not nerds. Okay. <laughs> So uh, he wakes up and he's reminded that it's pretty much the most annoying day of the year, as you can imagine. It's Dudley's birthday. So um, we also find out here that he doesn't have a real room in this house. He is um, forced to sleep in a cupboard under the stairs. With With spiders. spiders. (laughs) Wow. Can you tell that we're all friends? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he sleeps with the spiders and, um, you know, not the fishes. No. (laughs) 
And he even acknowledges here that he's um, he's small and he's skinny for his age. And he he even makes the connection that that could be that he's living in a dark cupboard under the stairs. So um, he describes himself as having a thin face and knobby knees, black hair and bright green eyes. And I thought it was cool that he notices his hair and his eyes and he doesn't even know that he looks like a copy of his father with his mom's eyes. Yeah. And he's never seen his parents before, so. And his one physical feature that he actually likes about himself is his scar, which is a lightning bolt, obviously. And that scar that he likes so much is of tremendous importance throughout the whole entire series. And we find that out later in the story, but the Dursleys... uh you know, keep him in a cupboard, shut away under the steps. And we also find out here that they tell Harry that his parents died in a car crash and to not ask questions. Not ask questions. That's that's not how the Can you imagine, do it. Like not knowing anything. No, I can't. I mean sad. And he's like trained not to to push it or to ask. I don't know. I mean, he's not allowed to do anything except exactly what they tell him yeah. to do. Yeah. And the, the fact that yes. he lives with his mom's sister and has never seen a picture of her has no clue what his parents look like. Petunia probably got rid of everything that she had after their falling out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would assume that's when that all went down. Maybe and even before. Like when they were kids and she left, she was probably yeah. like just, just so, so bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably just got rid of everything. I think that this whole section of this chapter um, just reinforces how the Dursleys are never changing. Like they're, no matter what, they are never going to change. It doesn't matter that a child got thrust upon them and put on their doorstep. They are not going to acknowledge him. They're not going to treat him equally. Um, And I think it is just such a huge parallel to the real world. It's, JK is a genius. That's all. Well, also, like, it doesn't even matter that her sister died, at least not on the outside. You know, it's got to hurt some part of her. But, you know, even later hope. she yells about, like, oh, she went and got herself blown up. And it's yeah. like it's her fault that she died because she wasn't, quote, unquote, normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like we covered last time, Petunia's a straight up. She's a mess. So. Yes. Yeah. A little bit. You know, I feel like all of that having to deal with Lily and James and the falling out, you know, direct correlation to treating Harry like garbage. But I also think that she takes it out on him because she sucks so much. You could probably relate it to Snape that he hates James so much that he treats Harry like crap. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. I think we connected that last time too. That's why, you know, she, I don't know if she hates her sister, but she at least, I think highly resents me. But that hates a very strong word. Well, last let's bring up last time because you were very much hating on Petunia. I don't like her. Well, I know you don't like her. Who does like her? Is there anybody out there that likes Petunia? I don't think you can like. <laughs> I, I, okay, I don't think you have to like her, but um, I think at some point, like you can see the choices that she made and the, the, the their reasonings for why she is the way she is. Not that it's excusable, but you can see. Um, why she is the way she is and that this is just, you know, she, she knows she, does, she can't get a second chance at this because Lily's dead. James is dead. She has no one. Yeah, but she still treats Harry like that. So I know. Does she really she care could. at all? Again, she's not changing. 
She could make it better by treating Harry better, but she could not to. Yeah, but also, what if her husband's like I th- absolutely not? No, that's yeah. I think she's completely trapped by Vernon. But at the same time, I don't think she wants to change. Not only that, she's, but she's familiar with comfort. She wants to be comfortable. That's what she's comfortable with. She's not yeah. going to rock the boat. Not only that, but Harry doesn't really look like Lily. He looks like James. And he hates James she, more than Lily. yeah, I would think that she has a stronger dislike for James than Lily. So the fact that she's constantly looking at basically a replica of her sister's husband and he is magical. He brought her even more into that world. She may even blame him for her death. Who knows? So I was just going to say that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there could be many more reasonings behind why she treats Harry the way that she does, even though she could make up for treating Lily like crap by treating Harry better. That's true. She does have that as an option. Well, they do give him a second bedroom. The second bedroom. Dudley's. But as Lydia, our listener, points out, only after he starts Hogwarts or like, well, no, actually. It's, no, it's in the sound. Um, no. That's true, right? Yeah. Before. It's when the, it's, okay. the letter starts. Yeah. 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 Well, but that's when Hogwarts really comes into the picture. Correct. That's when they, so they're like, oh, are they watching us? So let's, let's segue this into talking about Dudley's birthday before we jump to Hogwarts. The best <laughs> day ever. You lo- gotta love Dudley. Yeah. So Diddlekins. Diddlekins. (laughs) Diddlekins. We're going to like have a shout outs to all of Dudley's nicknames because they're hilarious. (laughs) Shout out to Dutters. I I actually think, I don't know if she, did she call him Ditters at all? Uh, Probably. Because sometimes I call that Fozzie Bear that. (laughs) Sometimes, (laughs) aka all the time. My large Labradoodle. Ditter. Just some ditters. I don't know. Stuff comes out of my mouth. I have, I I have about 100 nicknames for my cat. See, so. it's totes normal. I have All right. no pets. The so. first thing she calls him, I believe, <laughs> in this chapter is that. Sweetums. Aww. How sweet. Ugh. So Dudley's presented with 36 presents. Can we talk about that? 30, Can I have it? Not only that, but <laughs> like he's presented with 36 presents <laughs> and complains about it because it's two less than last year because the little... I was going to say a bad word there. <laughs> Hello. Knox. <laughs> the little jerk. That's a better word. Yeah. The little jerk actually remembers to a T how many presents he got last year. And they aren't small presents either. He gets, I'm going to list off some of the bigger ones here. A new computer, a motorbike, a gold watch, a video game. No, a video camera, 16 new computer games. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Like, There's who these... has time to play 16 new computer games? I just... I think Dudley would have counted that as one present, too, not 16 separate ones. And he gets a VCR. Shout out to the 90s. <laughs> I loved reading that. It, like, took me... I'm like, oh, I remember yeah. when we got, like, a VCR-DVD combo and it was coolest. I had to explain to someone, Evie, the one day. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean, what is that? It's like a video... It's a tape. You put it in the VCR. She's like, Evie is Sarah's cousin. So has no idea what I was talking about. Like, That's God, so, so sad. Old. It does date yeah. us. I had to explain what a floppy disk was. Woof. <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not even the whole list. The list goes on from there. And meanwhile, he begins to throw a tantrum because he wants more than last year. Um, and what kills me the most about this entire segment here is that Uncle Vernon encourages his behavior by laughing and saying that Dudley just wants his money's worth. The little tyke. Yeah. The little, like, the little tyke. Hmm. <laughs> the big right. beach ball. The, the pink beach ball in a bonnet. <laughs> so, and like, meanwhile, you know, for all of Harry's birthdays, which we'll later learn, he gets like a hanger and an old pair of socks. 50 cent piece, doesn't he get? Yes, at yeah. one time. 
Yeah. And he gave it to Ron, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Ron's like, yes. Muggle money. Again, just the comparison is insane. So um, we also, for the first time, hear Mrs. Fig's name, which is... Mrs. Fig. uh, She's a huge connection that comes later, which, you know, again, JK brings her into the story with just within the first two chapters of the first book. Do you think she likes figs? <laughs> Is that necessary? Yes, it was. Figs it are was. good. Do you think she eats fig newtons? That's like an old lady snack, right? <laughs> I do not like figs. Do you like figs? Are yeah, figs I like good. Fig do newtons. they have fig newtons in um, England? I'm sh- if you're from think. England and you like us, tell us if you have fig newtons. <laughs> do you Please, have, fig newtons? Do you no. have fig newtons? Katie, do you like figs? I do. Actually, is fig newtons the only thing? You no, I've know. had them outside of fig newtons. I've Have you had figgy pudding? <laughs> no. Isn't that a Christmas song? Yeah, yeah. In a Christmas, Just I've never had figgy, figgy pudding. pudding. <laughs> I've had figs before, thanks to Blue Apron, actually, yes. because I got a couple of those recipes, and it comes in there, and you like chop it makes them up. It, it just adds sweet. a little sweetness. It, is nice. it similar to like dates? It's similar. I've never kind had a date. Of, I think <gasps> so. Bacon wrap dates, oh, dude. I'm sorry. Do you want me to take you one? <laughs> <laughs> Megan, take your wife me. on a date. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Calling her out. All right. Okay, okay. So. My wife takes me on many dates. So. <laughs> Maybe she'll take you on a date with a date. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sarah. <laughs> so talking about Mrs. Fig again, as we learn in later books, she's actually part of the wizarding community. Even though she's not magical herself, she is a squib. A squib. A squib. A shout out to squibs. <laughs> but how <laughs> on earth is her leg broken if she's part of the wizarding community? This was my major question because I was like, okay, I get that she's a squib. She has to have witch friends, though. But like... <laughs> she doesn't have to. I mean, I would think, though, she's part of the community. Let's, like, can, can Filch. We just, look at Filch. He, he works at no Hogwarts. Friends. But he works at Hogwarts, and he could clearly go to Madame Pomfrey if he broke his leg or something. That's she true. And if Siri. Right, but can't she go to Siri. St. Mungo's and get it mended? I, I mean... Don't know. I don't know how that but, works with squibs, because Filch is, like, fully immersed in the wizarding world. And so... But, we, I mean, we find out... Miss, but why is she placed there if she can't even mend her leg? Like, what's she going to do for Harry? Is she just look out? I guess. I don't know. Because, I mean, I do know, I remember reading that squibs, some squibs will actually just reintroduce themselves to the muggle world and go about just their lives as if they're muggles. Because it's almost kind of sad to be a part of the wizarding world and be a skib. squib. A skib. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cat lady, isn't she? Shout out to cat ladies. Oh. Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> um, do you think, so this is, we're jumping way ahead here. And by we, I mean me. Um, do you think that she was not so much placed there as she was just already there? And Dumbledore was like, hey, there's a squib here. I don't keep an know. eye out for Harry because or was it just like happenstance that the Dursleys used her as a Harry sitter? A I, Harry think sitter? It, I think because I don't think he would have placed her there because I mean, she can't do anything. What's she going to do? But she has connections with him and can contact him. I think that's why because you but know, do you think you, she was placed there or do you think she was there and then yeah. he used her? I think that she was placed there. Lightning bolt placed there or just used Placed. Sarah sucks at these. I'd say placed. I think placed. I'm going, no, I'm going with she was there and Dumbledore was like, oh, here's this lady. 
Yeah, but I think they, I just, they're taking if they did it that way, where she was already there, they're taking advantage of her, and like not in the way that um, well, it's for the greater taking good. advantage of her. <laughs> Her being there and being like, oh, get close to them. I guess you know that's what I mean? true. Like, oh, we know there's a squib here, so I'm going to tell her. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I that mean, she was already there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't living as a witch because her, leg, her leg would have been mended. So she's living there, and you say that would be like taking advantage of her, but... As That's what Dumbledore see, does. Do you think Dumbledore really cares nope. that he's taking advantage of her? Because he basically took advantage of Harry's entire life. But, but you have to think she probably also, like, knew who Harry was and what he had done. And so she was probably like, oh, I'm going to look at this I'm sure kid. she's willing to help. Well, yeah. Clearly she is because she is helping. Clearly. Right? <laughs> How could you be nearly at this? Like this. Squishing noise. I'm taking my head off my shoulders. I think maybe that we can delve deeper into this conversation probably once we hit Order of the Phoenix. So in like five years, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sarah. Okay. Niggity now. So... So we're going to move on to talking about um, Harry's juvenile magic is what we've described it as. Which is magical. when they go to the zoo, Vernon takes Harry aside. And first of all, he's mad because he doesn't even want him there. Slash in his life. But he (laughs) tells him, he's like, I don't want any funny business. And he promises, him being Harry, promises that there will be none, but Vernon's not convinced. It says in the book that strange things happen to Harry all the time that he couldn't explain. We now know that was Harry's magic coming through, but at the time, Harry didn't know what was happening. And I'm sure the Dursleys knew because they uh, knew what Harry was, or at least they suspected because, you know, Lily was a witch and she married a pureblood, so... It was highly likely that Harry was going to be magical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so um, the couple of times where his magic came through was um, Petunia, like, got mad at his haircut because he got <laughs> his haircut, and then, like, it went crazy. It grew back. And mm-hmm. so then she cut it even shorter where she, like, cut it so <laughs> short, and then he had, like, little bangs, and then it grew, <laughs> grew back the next day. I want to see a picture of that. Honestly. <laughs> Do you think that Petunia really knew that that was magic, though? Because she genuinely seemed angry about it. Like, why did that thought not occur to her? She could also be angry that it is magic. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Fair point. Okay. <clears throat> um, and some other times where he was trying to um, outrun Dudley and his gang at mm-hmm. school, and he claims, well, he, I don't know if he said he claims, but he, he's like, well, it must have just been the wind the that wind. got him up on the roof of the school. That was so oh, Harry. <laughs> the brain of an 11-year-old. Yeah. The brain or of Harry. Yeah. yeah. The brain of That's Harry. That's specific to Harry. <laughs> and then there was, like, some ugly sweater that Petunia was trying to get on Harry, and it, it, the harder she tried to get it over his head, the smaller and smaller the uh, sweater became to, like, the point where it would fit, like, a little hand. <laughs> well, little. again, how did Petunia not realize that was magic? Because she and she then said, "Oh, it may have just shrunk in the dryer." She's just she doesn't want him to know there's Cor- magic, so she's justifying it. A okay. and B, like if you think about it, she's probably turning a blind eye and be like, "It's can't like I." She doesn't want it to be magic at all, so she's probably right. yeah. like, "I'm going to make any other excuse because maybe this could happen because it's not magic." Yeah. she doesn't want it to be as many muggles do. Yeah. True. Yeah. True, because they don't, they don't, they don't see nothing, do they? (laughs) (laughs) And so then we see um, Harry make the glass disappear at the snake enclosure. So one minute, one minute's that, and then the glass is gone. It's like magic. (laughs) So many movieisms in here, but we can do that with one and two. (laughs) And I said, um, most of these events, I don't know if I would say if stressed is the right word, but like something's happening to Harry that's 
causing him like, you know, he's getting chased. Yes. He's getting chased by Dudley and his gang. His aunt is forcing these horrible things on him, like an (laughs) ugly sweater and an ugly haircut. So like, it's like his, I don't know what the word would be like the bottom line. Like he's like, I don't want any of this to happen. So like, it's almost like a last resort. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of common for, magical children to have that happen regardless of their situation. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like, you know, we we learn that Neville's family was worried he wasn't a wizard because he didn't have any of those outbursts until yeah, but, later in life. And then he bounced. But Right. <laughs> it was a stressful situation to be in. It was. Yeah, so but, just chuck Neville out the window and then he just, you know, if he survives, he survives, if he doesn't, yeah, you know. Yeah. Poor I Neville. Mean, so clearly that is a thing that is meant to happen for wizard children. It was just the the Dursleys were kind well, of I mean, stifling it. Yeah. I don't know if I would say it's meant to happen, but it happens. Like it's just something that happens, but at least it's all common, those kids know when they know they're magical, they probably were like, Oh, whatever. Like this happens all the time. Like, especially if they have like siblings, but for Harry, he has no idea that magic's even real. Like he gets yelled at about talking about, um, the dream he has about a flying car Yeah, and yeah. not a flying car, but motorbike flying motorbike. And then he gets yelled at for Vernon. That, that just makes me think of like, so I had the thought in my head and then I answered it to myself. I want, I said, to, I said to self, <laughs> self, <laughs> <or> self. <laughs> how early does magic show? And then I was thinking about Tonks and Lupin Teddy yeah. and his hair started to change color when I he love, was an infant. I love that you point at me because you know that they're my absolute favorite. <laughs> I do. I'm like talking directly to Katie because those are her, her peeps. But like, and I wonder how much, of infant Harry before he could remember any of this, you know, how much magic did he show Yeah, as a young, well, but that's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Tonks being a, what is she? A more, metamorphosis. Me, yeah. So, and so is her son clearly cause he's changing his hair color and everything. Right. <laughs> so like, I wonder if that affects it too. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, how like that that genus. Yeah, I wonder if that makes. Oh, it, like, do you think baby earlier. Harry's first words were like, <laughs> like snake land? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> He's telling the garden snakes to go away. <laughs> I want to do a quick shout out here to our cat Teddy, who was named after Theodore Lupin. Is your cat yes. listening? <laughs> It's actually no, Edward. Seriously. I was gonna say that's not I his know, name. Yeah, I know, but I call him Theodore. So I know it's supposed to be Edward Lupin, but it's Teddy not supposed Lupin. to be. His name is Edward. I Sarah. like to call him Tedward. Tedward. Aww, <laughs> I our like little, that. Our little teddy bear, who is the cutest little cat in the entire world. He sadly he can't change his fur color, though. He cannot change his fur color. Is he cuter than Iggy? Ig- Iggy is named after Ignotus Peveril. Do you guys see a theme here? Nope. What's the other cat's name? <laughs> Minerva McGonagall. I thought We're Minnie cool. was Minnie Mouse. It's well, incorrect. see, it was kind of a combo because we got her when we lived in Florida. So I was like, oh, well, let's name her Minnie, but we'll spell it M-I-N-N-Y. So, and then I'll be like, well, it's actually from Minerva, but people can be like, oh, she's from Florida and we like Harry Potter. All of our cats are named after Harry Potter. So it's it's supposed to be Minerva. I'm the only one without can a I- pet named after Harry Potter, but he is Fozzie Bear. So You're not the only one because I don't have any pets. That's why you <laughs> don't count. Can I just say, every time I hear the name Minerva, I think Minerva hurting. What? <laughs> I don't... Sarah. What did she say? A Sarahism. That's what she said. Yeah, what? Sarah saying part. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My like my nerves hurting. Oh. My nerves hurting. My nerve hurting. <laughs> okay. 
There was a hand motion to go with that, and we're going to move on. Next. <laughs> to the reasons why I'm so, <laughs> so Harry has this dream. All right. He dreams that he was on a flying motorbike. And he says this when they're in the car, and Vernon about loses his mind. Did this dream actually happen? But the funny thing is, is this dream actually did happen. So bum, bum, I, I uh, pose the question, do wizards have a better memory than muggles do? And this is not counting Mr. Longbottom. <laughs> um, because this actually happens, and um, I'm just wondering, like, do they, I mean, clearly they're different than muggles. Do they have better memories? I will just like to point out, I feel like if they had better memories, ooh, God, can't talk. I feel like if they'd had better memories, they wouldn't need to remember all. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a thing because they have good memories. But there are people like Neville. And, they're, and they are, I mean, they're wizards, but they're human. <laughs> no, right. they're not. They have ailments just as humans have ailments and lack of memory. They're wizards. Maybe it's just like because he's been extra traumatized by weird things like that. Or maybe like some witches and wizards are born with, you know, they're a metamorphosis or they're really good at... Legilimen. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was talking about. So maybe Harry has some weird memory gift. It could be. I don't know. Maybe that's I mean, a thing because, that runs with wizards. Yeah, because he remembers that. And then we find out later he has some other memories that really did take place. But when did they say like... I almost said humans. We're all humans. So is Harry. We all peeps. When, when did they say that like normal people like remember... Like it's like first memories. It's like a I few years. I think mine is like age fifteen. No, but no, I mean, remember yesterday. People I, have different. Yeah, no, I true. don't have a very good memory. Most of my memories from when I was younger come from like home stories. videos that right, I've watched yeah, or my yeah, parents yeah. telling stories. So you I don't know really if that is a memory. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I remember finding all of my home videos and I, I'm one of those weird people. Like, I could just watch them over and over. Like, I love watching them. Yeah. And, well, like, a lot of that's them... That's a Slytherin. I, <laughs> yeah, that's very Megan. I just love myself. I, a lot of them are, like, my family at Disney World and that kind of stuff. And I love that's seeing cute. the parks, like, back from the 90s. And it's so it's so cool. So, like, I don't know if I legitimately have a memory of, like... um. I don't know, walking down Main Street for the first time or like taking a picture in front of the castle on the train tracks or if it's just from a picture or a video. Could be. So, yeah, I mean, you never know. maybe Harry's dream was just so traumatizing. Not traumatizing, but he had just had a very traumatizing thing happen even mm-hmm. though he was only one. That That's why he remembers the green light or that's why he remembers the flying motorbike um, mm-hmm. because even the though laugh. he was one years old, it was... It's just yeah. so impressionable, you know? yeah. yeah. Especially to a young kid. I mean, you're a sponge at that point in time. You're just absorbing everything. So for something that large to happen to someone. don't remember anything from age one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I don't, I, I don't know. But then you also like thinking about like stepping out of the book. People have photographic memories and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's just, you never know. Everyone's mind is a little bit different. A little bit different. And then, uh, so we're, we left off where they're driving in the car. Vernon lost his mind and, uh, now we're at the zoo. Did he ever really have his mind? No. Maybe he had a brain cell. He had a very judgmental mind. Just one. (laughs) Just the one. Yeah, just one. One way of thinking. So they're on their way to the zoo and Harry cannot believe his luck because he's actually allowed to go to the zoo with the Dursleys. But is he really lucky? Well, he says it's his you know, the best day I, yeah, for a I little know. while. 
So for until the, the end of the day, <laughs> for the first time in his life, he's going to the zoo. Just let that sink in. He's never been to the zoo as a child. We didn't really go on vacations. We went to the zoo. We went to yeah. SeaWorld. Juggling. That's what happened. We didn't travel anywhere. That we Shout just to went to the zoo. That's just something you do. But this is just another thing that Harry's been denied. Do you think that he's ever gone anywhere? No. Is this his first time ever going like anywhere that's not like maybe the grocery store, Mrs. Fig's house or school? Well, yeah, I was even going to say that because Harry tells himself while they're driving, nothing's going to go wrong today because you know what? It's even worth spending a day with Dudley and Piers to be somewhere that's not my cupboard, school or Mrs. Fig's. That's all he gets to do. And occasionally the grocery store, but I don't think they even like him to do that because Harry's been recognized by people even out then. And I think that freaks Petunia out a lot. Isn't there a song that's called going to the zoo? <laughs> Why is this relevant? What's Sarah no, saying? It literally makes me want to sing. Please don't. don't. Going to the zoo. I don't know how it goes. Going to the zoo. Going to have a good time. So they get to the zoo. <laughs> they get to the zoo and Harry's having... Truly the best day of his life. The Dursleys are forced to get him an ice pop because the lady behind the counter asked him what he wanted before they could get away. Um, He's able to finish Dudley's dessert at lunch because apparently he didn't have enough ice cream on top. You know, he couldn't just have those those 36 presents. He also had to have more ice cream. Gross. Um, You'd think he'd finish his ice cream and then get more. Well, when you're spoiled and he's like, oh, I want a new one, he's going to get what he wants. He knows this. Yeah, but I would at least eat it while I'm, they're getting me the other new one because, you know, he's so spoiled that he's not getting up to get it. Well, ask him. True. He's yeah, spoiled. I'll call him up. <laughs> so, Harry, Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry's finally out of the house and maybe getting a little taste of what it's actually like to be a kid. But as he puts it in the book, he should have known it was all too good to last. And we all know what happens when they get to the reptile house. Yeah, we do. We do. So he encounters this uh, snake, right? I think it's a python. Yes. Burmese Burmese python. python. Burmese python. So this is where we get to see a little glimpse of um, one of Harry's special abilities. It's the first account of parcel mouth. And so this snake, it winks at Harry before they speak to one another. So... This also begs the question, could snake, the snake sense that Harry had Voldemort's horcrux inside of him and that he had that ability? Because snakes just don't go winking at people. They wink the at me all the time. Is yes. So, so, so uh, are you a parcel mouth? So let's lightning bolt this. Sometimes. Did the snake know? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. 
It's designed for long-term retention. And it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient. And I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option. And you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today horcrux harry i'm gonna say yes definitely absolutely same for me i'm gonna it had to have sensed it yeah magic the evil spirit magic leaves traces so you know i think it does I yeah think if it could so definitely recognize something in someone yeah i agree with you katie 100 percent. so um now that we all agree about that. <laughs> um, so we're talking about, like, I had a question that there's this secret world, the secret wizarding world is kept from Harry. So Harry's famous from age one, um, supposedly, to, ever, to a lot of witches and wizards, but not so much as Haggard will say later on, that he defeated the Dark Lord. So everybody everywhere, you have to think, like... This is celebrity status. People would want to get a glimpse, see, talk to, touch um, this little boy who defeated the Dark Lord, made, you know, made their lives change for the better after so many years of horrors, oppression, horrors. And so I just want to know, like, did the whole wizarding world know that they had to stay away from Harry to make sure that he grew up without this knowledge. Like did Dumbledore orchestrate this as to where like, um, everyone knew like you can't go up to him and we find out like there's a deedliest diggle kind of bows to him and breaks these rules or whatever. But, um, like does he have people like walking around just getting a glimpse? Do people know where he lives or is there like a protection Mrs. Fig, you know, where does this all, what do you guys think? Do you think that the wizarding world knew to leave him alone? I'd say there'd have to be something because, I mean, there's so many more witches and wizards than any muggle would think. So if he goes out to the grocery store, like it's said in there, he has met a couple of them. He has to be surrounded by at least a good handful of other magical folk. So Mm -hmm. there has to be. Yeah. Megan, what do you think? I think that there, I don't know if necessarily like Voldemort, not Voldemort, Dumbledore said stay away from Harry. I just also think if you look at like things that J.K. Rowling has said since this series ended, you know, people have asked her about, um, you know, like when Dumbledore came out as gay or, uh, 
she said that Anthony Goldstein was a Jewish student and and she's like, you know, the the wizarding world is very accepting and they're very much further ahead of the muggle world in terms of diversity and acceptance and all that kind of stuff. And I think that they may have just had the sense to do it on their own. You don't think anybody, Minister of Magic, Dumbledore... I don't know. Because I feel like it, it... Mr. Diggle <laughs> is coming round. Like I've got to figure that more people, maybe they don't actually come up to him and bow or whatever, but maybe they're just there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they know he's there and they see him, but they don't approach him. Like I just, I just really wonder, Sarah, what do you think? Well, so I think possibly they could have, I mean, I could understand them saying like, don't bother him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like how many Wizards, once they're immersed, especially like the ones like pure blood people that like all they know are the wizarding culture. How, when did they ever come into like the Muggle world? That's true. So like maybe they just don't, and so the ones that do come in, that do bow, or maybe they see them from afar, and mm-hmm. that's it. But I would think like maybe the majority just stay in the wizarding world, and since Harry doesn't go until he's eleven and finally finds out everything. But don't you think that he would be an attraction enough? He made the Dark Lord go away. But think of how it's such a pull. People. Like they don't even know. Like you see Arthur Weasley's like asking all those questions. Like hey, Ron doesn't know how to use a telephone. Like maybe they're terrified <laughs> of the wizarding world or the Muggle world because they don't know how, how to operate it works and how like yeah. how can these Muggles even do daily life without magic, maybe it scares them enough that they won't. That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. I just think that also, at least the Wizarding World in Great Britain is not quite like, you know, the statute of secrecy and everything is is nothing like as we see it with Makuza in the Mm -hmm. 20s with Fantastic Beasts. You know, like that, I kind of envision them as as literally being scared of the muggle world because of the Salem witch trials and what happened in America. Oh, yeah. But Great Britain was a little bit different. I don't mean like statue, like obscenity. I I mean like literally like there's a car going to run me over. Like they don't know how, maybe if they've only ever known the wizarding world, they don't know how the muggle world works. Kind of like like, like, fear of the unknown because they just don't know about it. I'm not saying they're afraid of muggles. Well, they might be. Who knows? But some people might think it's worth it to brave that to go and see the Harry Potter Mm-hmm. But maybe they look from afar is what I'm saying. If right. there's only one person. Because there's someone, something else happens too, right? I think this is a thing that we can only speculate. Correct. On, and I'm not sure if we're ever going to learn. Because I'll tweet her, but she's not going to tweet me back. You never know. <laughs> we'll That'll keep be trying. Day. Wouldn't you literally die? I would screenshot that, pee my pants, and call everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I better be the first call. I would do that even if she just liked something that I oh, tweeted. Gosh. She didn't even have to respond to me. Just I mean, like it. Everyone will know. So let's let's move on um, to uh, well, actually, you know, tell us what you think. If you think yeah. that the Wizarding World um, knew him as an attraction, or knew to stay away, or yeah. maybe just did that on their own, let us know what you think. Um, go to our social media and let us know. But let's move on to something different: um, the importance of colors. So, Katie, yeah, while well, doing this reread. It's just a little fun fact I kind of came across. It's I couldn't help but notice that 
even in the first chapter and in this one and in future tra- chapters, there's two colors that continuously keep popping up. It's green and purple. So in the first chapter, we see an emerald green. We see emerald green and violet cloaks on the different witches and wizards that Mr. Dursley sees in the morning. Um, then we see Dumbledore's wearing a purple cloak. McGonagall's wearing an emerald one. In this chapter, um, I think, yeah, a bunch of the strangers that Harry... Um, encounters are wearing one of the two colors. He remembers a violet top hat, which I think is Mr. Diggle, Mm -hmm. Um, a woman dressed in all green, a man dressed in a long purple coat. So there's actually an article on Pottermore, which I will make sure we post on our social media. But witches and wizards actually often reveal themselves to each other in public by wearing purple or green, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess purple is more... It's, like, associated with royalty, um, but green is also supposedly associated with the dark magic, but I don't know how true that is because McGonagall wears green a lot, and she's, you know, yeah, she's an absolute dark around the edge, <laughs> I guess. But she's, like, a super, quote-unquote, good guy. Right. But, uh, just yeah. Just listen she's to her talk to Umbridge. <laughs> right. Woman. Yeah. Maybe green just, you know, means sass. Yeah. That's why Harry Ooh. has green eyes. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but like oh, yeah. green, like green, green is, is a super, fresh pickled toe. <laughs> green is super popular within Voldemort's like following. I mean, yes, the dark, dark mark is the dark yeah, mark is green. Avada Kedavra is green. Green, green light from wands. You so. can also correlate that with Disney and all of their villains. Yes, yes. Ooh, are green. Like Scar's lair is yeah. like green, yeah. glowing. Yeah, well, especially what is during his song. song lime. What is is it? Lime is that the one that's like some, there's like an acronym that I saw on the internets one day that had to do with the green mm. evil move? evil like every villain is lime because it's like a limeish green mm. yeah like I think evil. Ursula even though like she's Ooh, yeah. wearing purple I believe whenever she does her like potion stuff it emanates was green. she right? royalty before though possibly yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and that's then probably why she has purple. She like explodes in the ocean. <laughs> She's like green, right? I don't remember that. Far. She like gets really huge. Like green is around her. I think. Oh, I love it's this just an eerie color. Yeah. yeah. Plus Maleficent when she's a yes. dragon, she's purple and green. I believe and she's royal. Plus yeah. evil. And she's royal. Yeah. yeah. See, I knew she was green. Oh, you're right. So yeah. we're looking thank at it right Google. now. Yes. Thank you, Google I Image. Love Disney and Harry and Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, really? But, what? I'm so I just confused. think it's really cool. One of my movies yeah. from uh, Disney. I think it's really cool. I've been paying attention to it because I just noticed it and I thought it was neat. So in the future, I'm going to be pointing that out whenever yeah, it comes out. Yeah, definitely. Out more colors, guys. Also, I don't know. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with colors that we see in this chapter, but J.K., not J.K., but Pottermore, actually just posted an article about the color gold as well, which would be kind of mm. cool to take a look at because gold comes up a lot. Um, Does that uh, priori... Is that gold? No. When his wand spins. During the flight of the potters. Yeah. I know stuff. Yep. <laughs> so that's another cool article that maybe we'll end up looking at in the future, but um, Pottermore discusses gold specifically. We're definitely going to have to dive into colors more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll do, come up a ton. On extra episode on it. Bonus. Bonus yeah. episode. Yeah, maybe there will be some bonus things. Maybe. 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 All right, so now we're going to do a fan theory, and I'm just going to point out before I say it. Yes, Megan? <laughs> she didn't even get started. 
I just want to say that I know a lot of people really hate this theory I'm, because it's been debunked, but I think it's really cool and we should talk about it. It's a really it. good it's theory so, and I love it. I'm sure you all know now because it is debunked. <laughs> it just has an interesting theory. I just that think it's great. Yeah. That Lee, like he breaks out is Nagini, which I mean, it, it was popular for a very long for time very before long she was time. like, no, that's not true. Um, so that's pretty much it. It says, I, I wrote that um, the fan theory is that the snake that Harry sets free in the chapter was Nagini, and that's the snake that is Voldemort's pet, and you find out later that it's actually a horcrux. Um, but JK said it's not true. But I just want to believe that I it's true. Also, it was. Can I just say, can I also point this out? But she said the cursed child was canon. But if you really think about it, she's contradicting herself with this, the whole time turner. I, so, spoilers. You guys, we're going to have... Saying. Okay, so we're just going to have to have... And I don't know when it'll come. Because I'm going to have to read Cursed Child again. Because I want to... I'm going to... We are going it. to break down Cursed Child. I, I read it. I read it. And I was like, I enjoyed it because it was hairy again. And then when I thought about it, I was like... What? I got angry. There's there's no I am one of those people (laughs) that gets really annoyed when people say it's not canon. Because as much as people... Oh, this is going to be a good debate. I know. Because (laughs) as much as people don't like it, and that's fine, I don't expect people to like it. I'm I'm not a massive fan of it. But J.K. Rowling said it's canon. End of conversation. No, nope, we got we got to stop. We got nope, okay. nope. <laughs> we got to stop right there because that is gonna it's gonna have to be um, <laughs> an episode. episode. It <laughs> might be in an extended episode because she I, herself, I think saying. I don't know I if know. you have the same view. Do you, are you a similar view as Megan? I'm just gonna be quiet right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Because domestic fights. Okay, no, we're gonna stop it there because I think we're gonna have a really good debate going because I think we have a lot of different ideas. Yeah. yeah, at this table, Megan's just wrong. We need to <laughs> hashtag Megan's wrong. No, I'm not because I'm listening to J.K. Rowling. That just deserves its she's own dedication. She literally, she, she can't get into it because I'm, sh- the whole time we're done. There's a whole bag chapter, of sh- name on it. Chapter three: the letters from no one. <laughs> she wants to go to the bathroom. Thanks, Sarah. Please add that in. <laughs> My mom's gonna murder me. We're gonna have a bathroom break. So now we're going on to chapter three, <clears throat> the letters from no one. Harry has finally been freed from his cupboard. How summer holidays have started. So now he's trying to stay away from getting beat up from Dudley and his gang. In July, Dudley gets his uniform to smeltings and Harry finds Petunia dyeing some of Dudley's old clothes for Harry to wear to his new school. <clears throat> The mail arrives, and Harry's told to get it. He comes back into the room and gives Vernon the mail, minus one letter that is addressed to Mr. Harry Potter, covered under the stairs. Dudley announces Harry's got a letter, and Vernon takes it. Seeing who it is from, and he and Petunia kick Dudley and Harry out of the kitchen. Not knowing what the letter contains, the next few weeks, Harry tries to find out more and more, <coughs> finds out, <coughs> wow, sorry. Not knowing what the letter contains, the next few weeks, Harry tries to find out as more and more letters are coming into the house. They've moved Harry from the cupboard into Dudley's second bedroom, and the letters are now addressed to Harry in the smallest bedroom. 
Vernon finally has enough and tells the family they are leaving. He drives them around all day long, seemingly in all directions. And, at the, and they stay at a motel, and Harry still gets more letters, a hundred to be exact. Finally, he rents a small boat and takes his family to the hut on the rock, and this is where Harry counts down to his birthday, and the chapter ends with a bang. I have to interject, <laughs> because if we sound out of breath... <laughs> It's, it's because we just spent. So there's a picture on the internet of, of the Weasley family. I have to tell this story because Sarah sounds so out of breath reading the summary. It's it's of the Weasley family. And somewhere in that picture, there's a hidden surprise. It's Sherry. Someone photoshopped Ed Sheeran into the Weasley family and it's just the best. And we could not, like Katie turned her computer and I said, where is he? (laughs) And Sarah's literally crying real tears. Tears down her cheeks. So if we sounded out of breath, it's because literally we were just like side splitting. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Ed Weasley? <laughs> Edward? Or maybe he just um, substitutes for Charlie. Oh, oh could he be. There goes. Good Charlie. Because apparently he they doesn't exist just, in the movies. They should have just done that for the movies. <laughs> so I'm sorry I had to interject with that. Um, chapter ends with a bang, and here we go. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go into, in the beginning of the chapter, we're talking about Harry's punishment for vanishing the glass at the zoo. So he's confined to his cupboard for the rest of the school year. And we're not exactly sure how long that is, but I imagine it's a while. Plus, it's already into the summer holidays before Harry can even come out. Uncle Vernon, first of all, has no proof that Harry did anything. But it's clear that his magic was temperamental at the zoo, which caused the glass to vanish. Um, But, you know, Uncle Vernon doesn't believe in magic. Yet, he's still going to punish Harry for doing something that he clearly had no control over. Um, And by the time he was allowed out of his cupboard, Dudley had already broken a handful of his birthday gifts and had knocked over poor Mrs. Fig with his racing bike. (laughs) Gosh, that poor woman. Oh, poor Mrs. Fig. Anyway, Harry's glad that school is over, but then at the same time states that there's no way to, to now avoid Dudley and his gang who like to just find him throughout the summer and beat him up, which is... Sad. It was very sad. Um, So I want to compare Harry and Dudley here for a second. Harry and Dudley are quite the interesting pair to be living under the same household because they are treated very differently. Dudley's lice... Dudley's lice. Dudley's life. He deserves lice. (laughs) Needs some, uh, what is that, writ? (laughs) He seems to have been... Oh my God, let me start the sentence over. Dudley's life seems to have been perfectly normal. Thank you very much. (laughs) Such as, you know, just like his parents. Minus the fact that he has a cousin that his parents treat like vermin and lives in a cupboard under the stairs. Vermin or voles? (laughs) Voles are perfectly acceptable things. I was going to say vermin sounds like Vernon. It does. (laughs) Because Vernon is vermin. Um, Anyway, Dudley gets 39 gifts for his birthday after throwing a tantrum, and Harry last year gets two, a coat hanger and a pair of Uncle Vernon's old socks. Honest to God, how is this not child abuse? The poor thing lives with spiders and is crammed into a closet his whole life while Dudley gets two bedrooms and anything he sets his piggy eyes on, as I put it. 
maybe we'll see this change in this chapter, which obviously we do because they end up getting treated exactly the same whenever Harry gets his letter. I yeah. thought that that was interesting. Um, so just the the massive difference between the two of them, yet they have the same parents, live in the same house, and are, you know, on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, treated so differently as to it looks like a ch- another child doesn't even live there. Yeah. yeah, right. No pictures of him, nothing. No, no <clears throat> mention of him in that household whatsoever. No new clothes for him. Right. He's never owned his own anything. He really. swims in Dudley's clothes, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. He lives in a cupboard under the stairs. Only for half of this chapter. Correct. <laughs> Spoiler. Where? Ooh, where did they put the crib? Maybe yeah, he did even have a crib? Was, that was, yeah. I mean, like, I, how did Petunia treat him when he was little? I mean, did they just do the bare minimum to make sure that he was fed and <laughs> clean or what now? Sarah's still looking at the Weasley picture. With us. <laughs> Take it off your phone. We cannot do this the whole time. <laughs> We're gonna be posting that. You guys have to. If you haven't seen this picture, you're gonna be like, "What? This is just a picture of the Weasleys." I'll post it on Facebook right now. All right, get like a T-shirt made of that picture. (laughs) Yes. And the back will Red hair and hand me down robe. You must, must be, be Ed Sheeran. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna. I don't. Did we discuss that we're now calling him Charlie Weasley because he's not represented Charlie. in the movies? Yes, yes. Charlie. Weasley. So someone should just put him. They should like take the movie, just put him, make put an him, like, on the screen of like the TV. Oh, I want someone to do that. Make an just IMDb like a DB account, like a stick, or like even like claymation. <laughs> Claymation at Sharon as Charlie. Oh my oh, god. Oh jeez. Do I have to like edit that out? Or can I just post that? No, you can post it. We're posting it right now. Guys. Right stinking now. And you guys are gonna be like, what? Because because you this is gonna to this No, yet. I mean it's gonna come out a little later today, but <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, <laughs> so let's move on. Harry's first letter to Hogwarts. So it comes just casually in the mail. Muggle mail. And Harry's an idiot. <sighs> so he thought wind took him onto it. But the a thing room. is, is like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Something I noticed about this part, we're going to wait a second. Katie, her, her little snide comments are just the best. She's like, he thought wind took him on the roof. <laughs> we can all say this is why he's not in Ravenclaw. That's it's true. true. That's true. No offense to my house. No, no, no. This is offense to Harry. We're saying that... Oh, wait. You're Gryffindor. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Notice the red filter. No, the first thing, like, when I read about him getting his letter is Vernon asks Dudley to get the mail. And I was like, whoa. He asked him to do something. Because I kind of just assumed that... Harry, Harry had to do that. Yeah, Harry had to do like all the chores yeah. in there. Harry's like the Cinderella. Yes, <laughs> with he's no like, shoes. He's like, yes. have you ever seen a little princess? How she like knows nope. everything, and then she has to be the one that is like the slave, basically, of the school that she goes to. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, good comparison. If anyone's seen it, <laughs> <laughs> a little princess. a little princess. Have you ever seen that movie? Is that the one where she, her dad dies? Yeah, they think he dies. I've seen it. You want to know? So, side note about this movie. 
and this is why I'm a fat person because my favorite part in that movie is they wake up because she like lives in the attic eventually and they wake up to like this feast and all I remember is there's a plate of sausage links (laughs) and I was like it's a dream (laughs) like I would love a plate of sausage links to like wake up the whole guess what you're getting for Christmas (laughs) it's like I always joke I'm gonna write a book reasons why I'm fat that's one of them oh my gosh (laughs) a plate full of sausage yes please Oh, I don't even Sarah. know how to go back into the conversation. Sarah, you're beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful. Anyways, so Harry's letter. Harry gets his letter. Um, so he goes, he gets it, and he's like just kind of flabbergasted that it's addressed to him. And um, I was just thinking, like, how would he feel when his letter shows up? I think he would have a feeling of confusion. Yeah. But then also this has to be the first letter that has ever been addressed to him. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he never even like went to the library or something to get a note, which I think he actually he says. He's never he even gotten a notice from the library for not returning a book or something like that. Yeah, because who would be writing to you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think he also would have like a little bit of excitement because it's just so new. But like, I think confusion would um, be the main feeling. But why, Harry? Why? Wouldn't you just slip that into the under the cupboard that, door? Oh, I think that every time I see it or read it. But do you think that he would even? I mean, it was. I think he was so flabbergasted that a letter was to him that he's oh, yeah. like, not wouldn't only, even think to hide it. Yeah. Not only that, but why would he even think that Vernon would take it away from him? You know, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I guess he has nothing. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of. Why, why would my uncle take a letter away that's addressed to me? I, I understand why he didn't, but then at the same time, I just want to be like, do you know your aunt and uncle? Like, just yeah. hide it. Yeah. So my question is, do you think if it wasn't a letter from Hogwarts, would he give it back? Probably. Probably. What if it's like a I'm library thing? Yeah. I don't think he would care. Yeah, because it contained anything having to do with magic. Yeah. That's why he, like, freaked out. Yeah. I think anything that would have to do with his parents, Wizarding World, Hogwarts, anything like that would have been taken. But if it was, like, muggle stuff... Nobody would have cared. Yeah. Um, so once uh, Vernon figures out, you know, he sees the crest and um, he and Vernon, or he and Vernon, <laughs> Vernon and Petunia go into like full on panic about the letter because this is confirmation that Harry is full of magic. The M word. Yeah. And, um, you know, Petunia knows that this is Hogwarts and she's, you know, she didn't get to go and she wanted to go. And I just think that they just lose their minds and they kick them out of the, so Vernon and Petunia kick Dudley and Harry out of the kitchen. (laughs) And we get this great visual of a scuffle between Dudley and Harry fighting for the keyhole of the door. And then Harry is forced to smash his face against the ground to listen at the bottom of the door. I think the way JK wrote that is just like, you know, every time I read that little passage, I get the perfect vision. Like, she just wrote it so well. I gotta pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up right here. So you guys talk amongst yourselves and so I can find it. It makes me think of that moment in Half-Blood, Half-Blood Prince when Ron and Harry are fighting over the last two copies of um, <laughs> yeah. that potion book. And then yeah. one's all yeah. ratty and they get that scuffle right in the movie, <laughs> at least. It's perfect. It's almost exactly like how I, I picture that this that happens happening. in the book as well. They kind of, yeah. they have a little scuffle over who gets yeah. the, oh, does it? I'm so saturated with the movies. No. This is awful. I think Harry gives Ron the new one because he's, doesn't he give it to him because Ron never gets anything new or something like that? I think you're right. I think you got a new love in Hermione. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) 
I got it. You ready? But is it really yes. a new love? They've been in love for forever. Maybe not. Ever since Hermione said, you've got something on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. And you are? Your husband. Oh. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> All right. So... Out roared Vern- Uncle Vernon, and he took both Harry and Dudley by the scruffs of their necks and threw them into the hall, slamming the kitchen door behind them. Harry and Dudley promptly had a furious but silent fight over who would listen at the keyhole. Dudley won. So Harry, his glasses dangling from one ear, lay flat on his stomach to listen at the crack between the door and the floor. I just love it. Yeah. I just love it, Sarah. Do you think that Vernon lifts? Because how heavy is Dudley to pick him up and throw him <laughs> in the hall? Well, Vernon is a large fella, so he's probably got some muscle. Large to does him. not mean yeah, strong. but I think that I mean he he was strong enough to do it. He's a lot bigger than Dudley, so yeah, but Dudley at least large. in this book he is. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for just now. a random just thought. I'm like, hmm, to pick up a for now a so, Dudley. So um. He kicks them out in an almost normal kind of family dynamic. Like, yeah. that's the first kind of thing where, like, they're treated in an equal manner. And uh, that fight over the keyhole just makes me laugh every single time. Yeah. They almost fight like brothers, you know? It's, yeah. It's not just Dudley always hating on Harry and Harry's always the shadow. It's yeah. like a moment where they're both just... I mean, that would happen between any siblings. Yeah. It's I cute. mean, for me, it would happen between cousins, too. Right, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to um, McGonagall and her letters. McGonagall. I also want to point out that the letter has a purple wax seal. Yeah. Yes. And green Colors. writing. Colors. Ding. Again. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I also, I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to point out that I think a lot of people think that Dumbledore is sending these letters. A lot of people associate the letters being sent from Dumbledore. Mm. And I want to give a reminder that this is actually Minerva. Which mm-hmm. I just think is kind of funny. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. It's yeah. part of her as uh, deputy headmistress. Deputy headmistress. Yeah, she signs them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So thinking about that, she's in charge of sending everyone their Hogwarts letters. And I just love the idea of her sitting in her office, coming up with all <laughs> these ideas of how to get Harry his letters. So she tries the usual way. You know, she's sending it to a muggle family. And then, okay, no response yet. So she sends three more. And then it just gets more and more creative. They end up in... In uh, Mrs. Dursley's eggs, they're pushed through all the cracks and slots <laughs> in the doors. There's even a couple in the window in the downstairs bathroom. Eventually, they come flying out of a fireplace. So she's either trying to get her point across because she's McGonagall, or maybe, I don't know, does she remember that the Dursleys were the worst sort of muggles and she thinks that something's up? Harry's not getting her letters and she wants to give them a hard time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that she can be the queen of sass. So I think she's messing with them on purpose. Yes. Oh, and, and I love that visual of her just like sitting in her office concocting laughing. all these like put her them in fingers the eggs. together. Yes. Cackling to herself. Yes. yes. That's the green in, yes. <laughs> in my <guys>. yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I forgot what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> and this is podcasting. <laughs> oh, move on. All right. Oh, we're moving on oh. to me. So I can't think about it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> So we see um, the Dursleys after... Oh, I now remember what my question is. Go for it. So do they know um, where he is exactly because of the trace? Is that why? She's like, they know that he moved from the cupboard to the second bedroom? I don't know. It could be. Or it could be just because he's Harry Potter and... I'm sure that they have a closer eye on him than most others. How would they know that they moved him? Magic. Magic. I love magic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so we see that the Dursleys have moved Harry from the cupboard under the stairs into Dudley's second bedroom after he got the letter the first time addressed to him to that location. Um, and you see Dudley is throwing a fit because, you know, he needs two bedrooms because he's so large and in charge and he has a bunch of stuff that he isn't like all of his broken stuff in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So it begs the question, are they hoarders? Ooh. Throw shit out. If it's broken, throw I, it out. I think probably Dudley is the reason why they're not I mean, I, He's probably I, like, yeah. don't throw my stuff away. I need my TV that doesn't work because yeah. I got mad. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they feel any guilt of where he was sleeping? Like, is that why they moved him? Or do they think it's basically they got caught treating him like that, so they moved him up there? I think that's because they got caught. I think that they were, like, panicking because somebody was, like, watching them. And, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah. we better stop. Because abuse. Yeah. And so they were like, well, let's make this a little better for him, but not so it wouldn't change their lives so much. I mean, Dudley clearly threw a fit, but he'll get over it. Yeah. And I said, do you think that they moved him because they were afraid of something happening to them, like, magically? Like, oh. Do you think that oh. they were afraid that, oh, no, they're going to find out that he's been living, you know, in mm-hmm. a cupboard yeah. for 11 years, almost? I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. I think Vernon especially is terrified of magic, like, mm-hmm. literally fearful of it. So if he thinks that some magical person is watching them, I mean, God knows what's going through his mind. He probably thinks yeah. they're all going to wake up as toads or something. <laughs> <laughs> or get a pigtail. Oh. oh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> and so I said, these are. this is the first time um, that you see that Dudley's not getting his way. I mean, really, it starts with them, um, Harry having to go to, with them to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous chapter, which he was very upset about and threw a fit. And then you see he wanted to read the letter and know what it was about, and his parents kicked him out. And then now he has to give up his second bedroom. And it's like, how often, if ever, do you think his parents put their foot down with him? Um, And then it said both Harry and Dudley wanted to see the letter. They both got kicked out. He was in shock about his bedroom. He um, hit his dad with the smelting stick, had been sick on purpose. He kicked his mom. He threw he threw his tortoise. I forgot about this. R.I.P. Tortoise Animal for abuse. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, through the greenhouse roof. Like how much of a spoiled brat is he that he went to all of that trouble to get his way and it didn't work? Like and did he like he never got that bedroom back really if you think about it? Because right. by the time that you know Harry's out of there, they're leaving too. So like I wonder I wonder how he felt really. Mm. Like oh shit, now I have to. You know, I have to share. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he's never had to do that. Right. It's always been him, him, him. And now all of a sudden with Hogwarts coming into the picture, he's getting screwed over. Maybe not really. He's not really getting screwed getting over. He's getting what he deserves. Yeah. Right. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this ends up being some sort of turning point for Dudley. I mean, like you obviously don't see it for a while, but as an only child, I, you know, I know that teaching sharing and everything is much more of a focus on an only child because you don't have siblings that you share with on a daily basis. So it's something that parents have to focus on more, I would think, with only children. And the fact that Dudley is clearly treated as an only child, even though he's not. um, I mean, he is an only child. Right. But he's not. I mean... He is, but he just lives with Harry. Exactly. Well, Harry lives with them. So the fact that he's treated as an only child, and this is really his first taste of having to share, Mm -hmm. um, 
I think that maybe him having to share like this could potentially be what makes him want to reconcile his relationship with Harry in the future. Or maybe he realizes his parents are not nice. Right. But this could, I'm just saying this could maybe be the very beginning Mm -hmm. of that thought in his mind. Yeah. And coming from like an educator perspective, I'm thinking of him Dudley and school and when you know you obviously have to share take turns and all that in school especially when you're younger I think that probably when they when he was meant to share or to take turns I think that he would just bully the other children into giving and doing whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. instead so he wasn't getting that from school either because you got to think like you know social emotional learning takes place so much in um, school, especially for only children. It stems now from home, too. Yeah. You know, obviously. But when you're but, an only child, right. you've got to get into a social setting mm-hmm. to learn it, unless yeah. your parents are, like, deliberately, like, making you share with them or whatever. But he, I don't think he was getting it from that end. Clearly not. I think Dudley's also, in, he's encouraged to be a spoiled brat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we said just a little bit ago, you know, Vernon's like, oh, the little tyke, he wants to get his money's worth. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never been told no by his parents it's ever. So infuriating. Yeah. He's, in, he's literally encouraged to be a bad kid. Yeah. Yeah. I will say two things. One, I was, I mean, I'm the youngest of four, so I was raised with kids, like kids. I had siblings, so, but I was, like, I always had to, my mom had to purposely tell us all to share. Like, we did not learn it because no, we had yeah. siblings. I know, I'm saying, like, but like, you kind of have the setting to socially learn sharing much earlier, yes. per se, than an only child. I still child. don't like to share. But another <laughs> well, thing, that's because I, you're the baby say, the family. I don't about, share either. Yes. <laughs> I will yeah. say, talking about, um, you know, being an only like when you see like he is an only child and he gets whatever he wants like a lot of people when I was growing up were only children and I always was a little jealous because they always got whatever they wanted but I mean their parents were able to do that they were able to dote on just one kid not saying it's right or wrong with the Vernon and the Petunia situation with Dudley, I, I mean, just they went overboard. It's just a different situation. Yeah. You, you're learning in different ways. You still should be learning the same yeah, but, you know, they do with things, but yeah. I mean, he's used to being number one. Right. So I think it's kind of important or fun to point out all the different ways that Vernon <laughs> tried to get rid of these Hogwarts letters. Um, he tries to burn them first, um, and he tries to tell Harry that it was a mistake. This letter really wasn't addressed to you, but of course Harry doesn't believe it. Um, he moves Harry to Dudley's second bedroom. I was just going to say, wouldn't it be really cool if like, he tried to burn the letters and they wouldn't burn? <laughs> Ooh. I think that would freak him out. McGonagall. <laughs> that would be great. McGonagall, why didn't you think of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so he moves to Dudley's second bedroom. And like we said, is he afraid of getting in trouble with the law? Because he thinks the house is being watched by all these magical people. And he thinks they're freaks. Um, we know that Vernon thinks he's... Um, I'm sorry. I totally forgot what I was going to say there. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> we know better than think that Vernon would actually be nice to Harry. But um, And then the next morning, Harry comes up with this plan to intercept the mail. He gets up super early to meet the mailman. But Vernon actually sleeps outside the door in order to stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone else actually think Vernon had the brains to come up with something like that? No. no so here's my desperate. question. Is he stopping Harry from getting them? Or is he just making sure he gets the letters first? 
I think in that case, he was just trying to make sure that he got to the letter first because this was before he nailed the box yeah. shut. Yeah. yeah. I, That's I, what I'm I thinking. Say- so I think he thought if he intercepted them, they would think that he got them or, um, and then he tries, then he starts his prevention tactics. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say when reading it, I was... I was shocked that that happened when I was reading it. I'm like, oh my God, Uncle Vernon is actually like sleeping down in front of the door. Like I, I didn't expect it. I don't even think I thought about it as anything. (laughs) I just read it. (laughs) But that letter he tears up right in front of Harry. Yeah. Um, More letters come and Vernon burns those. He starts sealing up every crack on the front and back doors so no one can get in or out. And finally, after those letters come exploding out of the fireplace, Vernon decides that running away is going to help them. But of course that doesn't work. And a hundred letters are delivered to that motel that they're staying at, which actually leads us to where that that motel was. Yeah. Let's talk about that because I don't know how many people will have caught this. Probably not a lot. If you did a reread, you may have because. I don't think I caught it. Mm -mm. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, I did. I, if I'm honest. Yeah, I didn't catch it. So So I probably caught this just because I love Lily. Um Obsession? Yeah. <laughs> Understatement? Yeah. <laughs> so this hotel motel that they stay at, um it, what is it called? Isn't it? Eh? It mm. is called You're talking about the motel? No, no, did yeah. they ever say? Yeah, it does have a name, and now it's going to drive me nuts no, because okay. I Hold on. We'll pull it up. remember what I'll look. You, I'll look. Oh, the Railview Hotel. Yes. <laughs> so they spend a night in the Railview Hotel, which is in Cokeworth, as you know whenever you see how the letter is addressed, whenever Harry gets a hundred of them, they're eating breakfast, and one of the guys who works there comes up with one of them and says, is one of you Harry Potter... We got about 100 of these um, at the front desk. And they're, they say Railview Hotel Cokeworth. Yep. Well, Room 17. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cokeworth is actually the town that Petunia and Lily grew up in. And Snape. And Snape. And Snape, yeah. So I find it odd that Vernon would want to take them to Cokeworth when it is connected to magic. Right. Why would he think taking them to Cokeworth would get them away from the letters when I would think he would know Petunia and Lily grew up there because I'm sure that their parents lived there for a while while they were married. Um, So they would have visited there. And I know that Petunia has mentioned Snape based on later books um, and how... You know, like we discussed in the last episode, actually, how Petunia says that that boy told her about Azkaban. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of random. But do you think that they even talked to her parents? Because I wonder if she was like mad because they loved Lily and they were like so proud that she Maybe. was a witch. Maybe they distanced themselves. When did the when did themselves. Uh, when did the, I don't did, know when they when died? Did, yeah. When did they pass away? That's got to be on Pottermore. Somewhere. I know it was early. It might not be. Were I they young when they died? Dudley's because by the time that James and Lily are married, both of them don't have their parents anymore. That's true. That? And that was <laughs> that's why another reason why Harry goes to the Dursleys because he doesn't even have his grandparents. Yeah, you're you're right. You're I right. know. Um, in maybe even our next episode or the one after, we are going to discuss the Potters at least in depth a little bit more. But I'm not sure about I think the Evans. The Evans. Um, I don't. I'm not sure when they died. Or I would think though that Vernon knows that they're from Cokeworth. So you know, although it's never made explicit in the books, Cokeworth is 
where they all grew up. It's where Spinner's End is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're trying to evade the letters, you know, I, it says here on Pottermore, perhaps Uncle Vernon has a vague idea that Cokeworth is so distinctly unmagical, the letters will not follow them there. But I, you know, as it states here, he ought to have known better. After all, Petunia's sister Lily turned into a talented witch in Cokeworth and Severus Snape is from Cokeworth. So is, I just find it very Spinner's, interesting. Is Spinner's End a wizarding neighborhood? Well, the only exclusively wizarding neighborhood is actually Hogsmeade. So even though, you know, Godric's Hollow has wizards there, it's not exclusively magical. Got you. So I think Spinner's End is similar to Godric's Hollow. So do you think Petunia's riding in this car and she's seeing that they're going to Cokeworth, right? Because Vernon wasn't like speaking. He was like right. a nutcase. Um, I wonder if she was like, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Like in her head. Because I feel like she's, she she's a little taken, like she's quiet. Yeah. When it comes to all this. And then she has her few outbursts, like straight up outbursts, like that we'll see coming up. But I feel like she wasn't going to mess with him as he was like driving here. He was literally going crazy. So he's like, yeah, she would. I mean, she would have been like, why are we going to my hometown? I would think, yeah. But Vernon is like beside himself throughout this entire thing. And he keeps, he keeps saying, shake him off, shake him off, shake him off. He goes into the middle of a forest, gets out of the car, (laughs) walks around, (laughs) goes to the middle of a field, gets out of the car and walks around the middle of a bridge and the middle of a parking garage. Best one. I love that. I wonder what floor he was on. I hope he drove like to the top. (laughs) And I was like, no, they're going to come swooping down on me. Right. Clearly, he's trying to do everything he can to trick them. But I, you know, I don't really think that's possible. Yeah. I know um, we talked about it. I don't know when we did our little Google Hangout about because then they go to the hut on the rock Mm -hmm. and talking about like how he is trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to get rid of him, trying to get rid of him. And I learned on Pottermore that the reason he thinks they're safe is because he there's like some old wives tale that wizards or witches can't cross water um so he thinks they're safe there because they can't cross water which if you think about it is stupid because you see first of all it's not real but you see like um in old memories with lily hopping across the pond that pond stream by her house yeah and then you know haggard comes to get harry so again who knew vernon was so smart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very true. well he's so smart he's dumb that's true, true. it didn't work true. that's true he tried but yeah oh well so now we're gonna um kind of compare harry and dudley again because now you see harry um well hold on i can't talk <laughs> what's new so dudley um you see how he is very upset about this whole thing that he doesn't understand my like they left anyways and really neither one of them know what's happening because they don't know what the letters are about and, yeah um clearly they i would assume that they would at least realize that like there's something here his parents are like freaking out about because you know vernon's gone crazy <laughs> and so dudley's claiming that this is the his the worst day of his life having missed five tv shows and he was hungry you know He's probably used to eating 8,000 times a day. Yeah. And so it's interesting to like think about, (laughs) it's interesting to think about how this is his worst day compared to like what's Harry's worst day. Maybe his parents dying or any day spent with the Vernon. Oh my God. The Vernon. (laughs) The Vernon. The Dursleys. 
you know, where he was locked in a cupboard. He, he was starved for days. Like he's probably like, whatever, like, just don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm going with the flow. I'm used to not eating. This yeah. is better than living in a cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. Things are a little interesting yeah. right now. So finally yeah, he's like, getting a dose of like, yeah, all the, well, a fraction yeah. of what yeah. Harry has been through. Yeah. So you kind of see with this chapter, how, Dudley has gone from like, my life is so perfect and I have everything I ever wanted to all of a sudden, you know, his parents are telling him no and making him give up his bedroom. And, mm-hmm. um, now they're going on this trip where he's not eating <laughs> probably for an hour. You know, it's interesting to see how, yeah. how he himself is not, he himself hasn't changed, but how his situation has changed in the chapter. It's interesting to yeah. see and how they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. So Vernon's losing it, driving around, going crazy places, and we end up at the hut on the rock. So he, I mean, Vernon's gone mad, like straight up. And they, I think Dudley even says that. Daddy's gone mad, hasn't he? And I love that part. But he, he takes the family to the hut on the rock with some rations. Those were my rations. Like a banana and some chips. Oh. Yeah. Makes Dudley real mad. Yeah. But like, I wonder, it's not that they're like, they they can afford some snacks, but I think he's so paranoid and he wants to go so fast, keep moving to shake them off that he doesn't stop to get like food for them. And um, so he sees that the forecast is a storm and he thinks it can stop some magic and uh, they get in there and they eat and he tries to start a fire with the chip bags, but it doesn't work. And he's like, let's could use some of those letters now. <laughs> Just so like cocky. He's, yeah. He just thinks he's got this. And then, uh, you know, they're going to bed and little Harry's cuddled up on the, f- the coziest piece of floor that he can find with a ratty blanket that's thin. and So sad. Yeah. And he's looking at Dudley's watch. He's counting down to his 11th birthday. And then he's got all these thoughts rolling in his head as he hears like all these different booming sounds of the storm or is it the storm and he's plotting how he's going to steal the next letter when they get home because he's thinking that the house would be full of them and thinking about waking up Dudley to just bother him because it's his birthday, which is that's a kind of a brother thing that I really like to see. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, he's hearing booms and booms and who's there? The door comes down, right? (laughs) No, you don't see the door come down till the next chapter, Megan. And that's uh, no. It ends with a boom. It ends with a boom, and that's where we end the chapter. That's where that's where it uh, ends. So um, that's where this one's going to stop, as far as diving into the chapter. So we're going to move on to the lightning bolt round. Now, let me remind you, lightning bolt rounds have to be yes or no answers. They are quick. You cannot explain. Nope. You cannot speak. There's you no can barely even. Say. What if? What if the answer is not a yes or no? What if it's just? Yes I wrote a, a question, and it is a yes or no. <laughs> Mine's not a yes or no, but it's Neither a. Is it's mine. a this or that sort of. So. Okay, so I'm gonna pose this question, and I'm gonna go across the table, Sarah, Katie, Megan, and then I'll uh, give my answer. Do you think that Vernon really thought that he could outrun the magic? No. Oh yes, I do think he could. Did I'm sorry. Yes. Things are confusing. Yes, I believe. So what's your answer? You think, yes, he really, truly thought he could... Yeah, un- he's okay. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. Yes. Yes. I say no. Do you no. think he thought he wasn't... I can't explain myself because it's oh, the lightning bolt that's round. True. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he did get a rifle. 
So maybe he knew. Hmm. Okay. I don't think he's smart enough. No explanations. Yeah. So zip those lips. Sorry. All right, you go, Katie. All right, I'll go Sarah, (laughs) Megan, Tiffany. So would you rather sleep in the hut on the rock or with all the spiders in the cupboard under the stairs? Oh, rock. 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 That's between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, um, you, Kate? I'll have to go rock because I hate spiders. Are spiders. Cool. <laughs> we all know how I feel about them. <laughs> magic. That's a good question. You probably can't stop magic from a storm, but I don't think any spiders are going to be over there. So yeah. I'll sleep on the hood. Yeah. Well, I, it, really. I have a lightning yes. round question, but it is, you can only do one word answer and it's an emotion. So you have to like pick an emotion. Okay. okay. One word. Okay. Okay. Um, let's start with Tiffany and then we'll go around. Okay. How would you react if you got a letter from Hogwarts? Pee my pants isn't one word. <laughs> I was thinking excited. similar. Excited. Yeah, excited. Ecstatic. Ooh, off. Well, fine. I would cry, you gotta show you know, us up with your emotion. fancy words and knowledge and books. <laughs> hey, I try. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> but then you couldn't there go to Hogwarts. There's no words. There's no words. Yeah, you would be silent. Okay, I have a question. If you could pick between Petunia and Vernon for Harry to sick the snake on, who would you pick? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, Wait, who, what are my options? Petunia so or Vernon? He, if he like. Made the snake like like ask him be like oh I freed you bite one of these people okay <laughs> Petunia or Vernon Vernon Megan Vernon Vernon I think Petunia Ooh. really I think okay. I have oh. another question okay <laughs> oh look at this go I love it no this is my favorite so this is this is my question and nobody can have the same answer uh, oh okay <laughs> who goes first though that's I, important well, I'll let you go first because okay. Megan and Katie are probably gonna want the same answer okay. Here we go. So, like Harry's a parcel tongue, if you could talk to any animal in the world, what would it be? And you can't be, like, super specific. You need to be general. <laughs> Tiffany? So I can't say Fozzie Bear? Correct. <laughs> but you could say dogs. Dogs. <laughs> to, wait, damn it. I wanted Katie to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine would have been say cats. cats. <sighs> you have to pick something else. Don't say vole. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Sarah, so. <laughs> um, well, my next favorite animal are wolves, so. Ooh, yeah, I like but that. Is that dogs? No. No, dogs? specifically that's, that's wolves. Acceptable. Yeah, no, okay. I like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what would mine be? Maybe penguins, because I love them. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, one, pick it. Cool. Penguins. Okay. Freaking adorable. Really Katie, cute. you could have said like a tiger or something. Rawr. I thought I thought about being a but jerk being like big cats. <laughs> oh, I could talk to Lupin when he's a werewolf. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be like, hey, buddy, let's let's calm down. You want some cuddles? <laughs> I'm want down. Some, <laughs> some ferrets, perhaps. Before <laughs> before I go down that obsession of Remus Lupin. Oh, um, I have one more question. I love this. It. You're I bringing just, so much this, to the table. I just made this one up in my head. <laughs> okay, Do so I, like Hagrid came to get Harry. What teacher or what character would you want to pick you up? From the hut on the rack. Remus Lupin. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> like Hagrid picked Harry up from the hut on the rack. What you could do character or professor. Would you like to pick you up and take you into the muggle? Not a, the wizard world the first time. Does it have to be an adult? Or anybody. I mean, I feel like 
They need some type of transportation. <laughs> brooms. <laughs> Kids flying Fort Anglia. I think I would like for it to be McGonagall. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. Me? Yep. Mm-hmm. I want Molly to come pick me up. Oh, yeah. I was, I was thinking one. about Molly. Yeah. And then I thought about Luna. Oh, my God. So, but I choose, because Luna would be just so great. But yeah. Ma, I choose Molly. Can you, I, oh, I'm she's a mama. I'm going to choose um, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> You mean Charlie Weasley? <laughs> I cannot with this. Would he come and get you on a dragon? Maybe. Oh my gosh. He'd come in riding a dragon. I'm in love with the shape of you. <laughs> I love to touch your scales too. <laughs> what just happened? Oh my. We're going to be recording our first single. Okay, Katie. Yes. I think if Molly came and picked you up, Imagine how furious she would be with the Dursleys. Oh. It'd be amazing. Oh, she would be so lose amazing. it. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Oh, well, that Ooh, ends our. Wait, oh, I no, it doesn't end it. Oh, no. Here we go. Never mind. Because it's. A, I was just going to ask you a Weasley question, but it has nothing to do with this chapter. So <laughs> maybe it'll fit in later. Yeah. Maybe just, it will. If you wanted to marry one, who would you want to marry? Oh, Ed gosh. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Rupert Grant. <laughs> I'd marry Ron. He's hilarious. Ron's He's cool. so cute. But I really Ron, do like Charlie. Rupert, same mm-hmm. thing. Well, you don't really get to see him too much. I like the idea. Or, of or I wonder, like Percy at the end of Seven. No, he, he would probably be a good no. guy now. His, He's too uptight. It's what hard what no. he did is unforgivable. Unforgivable. Oh, no, you were I'm mean to your family. Unforgivable. <laughs> No. All right, let's move on. Yeah, that ends our uh, you know, lightning you know, bolt round. You know we've reached the end of our episode, sort of, when we get a little silly. It's a little silly. So we're going to move to our fan-featured Potter story for this episode. Yes. So we want to feature Carrie Thornton. I totally butcher your last no, name. I'm sorry. That Shout great. out to her. She's awesome. So she said, I first read the Sorcerer's Stone when I was a freshman in college, babysitting for a second grader. Her homework was 30 minutes of being read to, and we read the first three or so chapters together. After she went to bed, I read the book until her parents came home. After that, I read books two through five by listening to the amazing audiobooks on car trips with the, my then boyfriend, who was a children's librarian. Shout out to Jim Dale. He's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I read the last two on my own as they were released. I remember working at Borders when the sixth book came out and seeing them all wrapped up in boxes with big letters on them that said they could not be opened until midnight of the release day. I reread all seven books last summer, and for me, they're even better now. Can I just say I'm jealous you got to see those be delivered. That's incredible, and how could you not just like rip them open? Tear into them. What a cool job working at at Borders. borders. Seriously, at that time. That's like a dream job. That's That's awesome. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes, yeah. Carrie. We love the, yes, all of thank the stories. You. Carrie's thank a good you. friend, so we're really happy that she's one of our listeners and, and you know sharing her Potter experiences with us. Yeah, and make sure that all of you guys go and like our Facebook page so that you can post your Potter story um, along with reviewing us on iTunes mm-hmm. and commenting on the pinned post on our Facebook page um, so that you can get a free Swish and Flick button. So... Find us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We even have a Tumblr. All you have to do is search (laughs) Swish Flick Cast or Swish and Flick Podcast and we'll come up. Tell us about your thoughts, your disagreements, your agreements, anything. Just, you know, just post, just post on your own and then we'll, we'll respond to you. 
all of that stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. For the people who have responded to us, we love getting your messages. Yes. It's yes. so fun to just like read what you guys have to say. And we read them all. Yeah, we yeah. read all of them. Whether it's a question we actually asked you or um, someone actually asked us to post our Pottermore links so that they could learn more about it. And we thought yeah, that was I super cool. It. So yeah, we definitely want to do that. Yeah. And we always, I mean, we love hearing from you. Like we have a, we have a group text going where we're like, Hey, you know, so-and-so said this, or, you know, we have this many downloads, you know, we we're we're stoked that you guys are listening and and you're loving it. And, You know, that's very appreciative of it. Thank you for your ears. Thank you you. for your ears. (laughs) We want to hear from you. So, Lastly, make sure that you subscribe to us on Podbean or on iTunes because mm-hmm. actually, I believe if you're subscribed, the episode comes to you faster through iTunes. Yes, um, that's true. It is. Yeah. So yeah. that way, our episode will come to you first. And I'm going to throw out a new question um, so that you guys can discuss it on our social media. How do you think Dudley's childhood was? Did he ever question Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon about the cousin that lived with them that was treated like garbage? Like, how do you think Dudley felt yeah. about that? Yeah. So That's a good question. That's, that's a great question. I think it'll be fun yeah. to discuss it on social media. Also, if you guys liked the lightning bolt questions, answer those too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like I would to hear who to you that. want the what, snake, snake to bite. To <laughs> <laughs> or who you'd want to have pick you up and take yeah. you into the wizarding world for the first time. I yeah. liked that one. Yeah, yeah it was a good question. Pat myself on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Ravenclaws. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's this. That's it. That's it for this week's episode. So thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. Bye. <gasps> Amazing. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. No, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Um, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Mischief managed. <laughs> You're supposed to say the same thing, you turd. <laughs>